p.m. Every Sunday, tons always about the culture. Do out in sculpture, recording every Friday. So here with our way, no need to catch a flight away. Be tuned for our take. It was a multi-millionaire, bro. He's not on YouTube <laughs> getting relationship advice. No, that's facts. You know, you get into the money regardless. Mm-hmm. Fact. I don't think he didn't care. No, no, no. Anyway, but like, yeah, like yeah, you said. Did, people, people think he cared. You think so? No, no. I said people think. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, was, they, was like, they seemed like they were together for a while, but. It was like he made the biggest mistake ever. I, I'm not going to say all that. I don't know what's well, going on Some people still life. think she had 10, so. That's fine. I mean, yes. I mean, a lot of people. And she's not. She. You make you got a strong argument for it. Look, <laughs> but, subjective. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything, uh, you know, looks is always subjective, right? I don't know, but. Corey about to get some trouble before the podcast yeah. starts. <laughs> oh, goodness. But we are back. What is this, episode 53? Yes, sir. It's a, it's right on the first try. Mm-hmm. Facts. I always got to ask. Um, episode 53, we are back after dinner conversations. I'm excited to be here today. This is what, three weeks in a row I'm here in person? Yeah. And the weather was good for three weeks in a row. That's how you know the sun is out. Corey's out, man. Right. Facts. Demon time. <laughs> or, I'm, I'm, I'm already getting in trouble. I'm already getting in trouble. <laughs> Dude's starting this summer early, yo. Oh, I'm screwed, man. How y'all doing? It's been a long week. Yeah, it's, uh, been it's been crazy. a long week. I'm tired. Uh, Mike knows this, yo. I've had a, a, a terrible fantasy week. Um, <laughs> my mind's checked out. Uh, shout out to my Bulls, though. They did get Nikola Vucevic. Looking forward to that next year. I'm not really worried about that for this year. Nah, y'all coming. Um, y'all only like one, one and a half games. I mean, you're in a playing. Playing. I don't. I don't count that's making the playoffs. <laughs> so that's why I'm not. I'm not worried about it. Um, but I did one of those mini NCAA six round um Sweet Sixteen brackets, and I I didn't. I did it this morning. I wasn't being serious. I just picked the teams I liked. I put Loyal Chicago in it at all. What they do lose today. So <laughs> I'm just. That's what I said. You just got to watch, watch it. And Corey was the first one to say, you just got to watch the game. So now I'm actually literally just watching the game. There's no more no more half brackets, Final Four. No, no, no. I'm just going to watch it. And next year, I'm going to build my, my, my program that's going to make my picks for me. And then now I'm going to play again. You know that's not how March Madness works. It, it doesn't matter. I, I will make my program that will pick it for me. And I'm going to end up in that top percentile. Guaranteed. Guaranteed? Guaranteed. You heard it here first, <laughs> episode 53. I'm, I want everybody to mark this. When I build it next year and I submit it, ESPN, Yahoo, CBS, doesn't matter. It's going to be, be that point four. I'm going to be <laughs> in that top percent, when, yo, when, 90% of the above, guaranteed. By day two when they say there's zero correct brackets <laughs> left, I'm going to call Steven. I'm going to say, yo. I'm going to say my brackets on a different site. <laughs> CBS going to say zero brackets left. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm on, uh, what you call it, Fox Brackets. <laughs> I'm dead. Nah, Ohio bro. State put everybody brackets to rest this year. I ain't, listen, bro. Next now I know next year just put every Big Ten team losing first or second round. Pretty much, you, you get in your perfect. But I, but I also don't know how consistent of the mm-hmm. Big Ten like the year they had this year is is going to be. This like the ACC was wasn't as strong this year. No, no, no. They're so, done. They're frauds. Cap, bro. How how you how cap. you know Kentucky and Duke and all these teams you know struggle this year. You have all the you have this good ass season all your teams and by the second round like eight of the nine are gone y'all frauds. But Duke, Kentucky not ACC. No, but I'm saying in general like the big the big oh, blue bloods that yeah, come yeah, back yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. when they come back they're coming back. But but Duke gave after, Duke after they gave COVID their season was done so they could have did yeah. IT I think but mm-hmm. they called it they called it quits after COVID. Carolina had a rebuilding year. Virginia 
Virginia was all right this year. But again, the ACC usually doesn't have. Didn't two. they lose to Ohio in the first round? Yeah, Ohio. U- yeah, the University, also, of Ohio. University of Ohio, bro. But overall, no, 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 they, 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 they had, they they had a, a cute season, bro. I say they, they always got that trend of being upset early, though. First of all, they're the only team to lose to a 16 seed, so I will forever I'm be sleep on it, even if they win 20 national championships. Ohio was 16 this year. No, they were 13 oh, that's this what I'm year. Saying. Okay, but oh, what, right. remember I uh, what year was University of Maryland, Baltimore, um, UMCB. Uh, Maryland <laughs> County, didn't Baltimore. Two, didn't two 16 seeds get beat this year? No. I mean, two 16s nope, win. They, oh, no. that was playing. That was play. No. What do you mean playing? No, because Norfolk State won this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they weren't 16. Wait, Norfolk State won this year? I'm pretty sure they won the game. Yeah, they won yeah but they weren't 16, game. though. Because you sure? Yeah, because Michigan's a one seed, and they're still in it. Baylor's a one seed, and they had University of Hartford. And Illinois was the first seed, and they lost the second round to University of Hartford. Okay. Yeah, maybe, they, I, maybe they were 15. I yeah. had Illinois going far. I was like, that's disappointing. Yeah, Mike had them winning. That was tough. <laughs> I, I, listen, I picked my eyes because I only watch college basketball. Got to put that out there, brothers. Mm-hmm. But ACC usually doesn't have two back-to-back week years. So, and try, and, and they got next season. They got Syracuse right now. Syracuse might beat Houston. Yeah. So, again, ACC usually doesn't have two back-to-back mm-hmm. bad years. But that's big, all I'm saying. But the Big Ten's done. When last time Michigan was in the championship game, was that with like Trey Burke was there? Yeah. Did they win that year? Mm, Yo, they did. No. They did? They did. Trey Burke won. Wait, no, 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 no. I don't think so. They didn't win? No. No, they definitely won. Did they? I think they were in the final four. They were in the final four, and I, I want to say they were in the championship game. Yeah, so it'll be – look, next year March Madness will be interesting because it'll be back a full season. Yeah, no, they lost. I'm yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. We have this end-up conversation because we're all gamblers. <laughs> so we all got to put something out there. Um, but overall, uh, it's been a good tournament, though. Like, I was talking to one of my coworkers about it. It's just been a good tournament, mm-hmm. solid basketball. I don't think there's been too many blowouts. And it's been pretty consistent mm-hmm. across the board. So, like, every even if I watch the second half, you know, one game's over, you turn to the next channel, it's a six-point game, seven-point game. Yeah, and I I could appreciate that. That's mm-hmm. true. And shout out to Juwan Howard. I forgot he is the coach of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. very happy for him. And the fact that he was a number one seed. You know, mm-hmm. players don't usually get to go back and coach when they do. They're given a, a shit job with not much to do. Um, so him and uh, shout out to Patrick Ewing because he did win the Big East tournament too. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Georgetown. Yeah, you gotta see it. You gotta get yeah. respect. They got clapped by what the Colorado State. It was unfortunate, but it was yeah, okay. tough. It's it's tough. But, you know, yeah, as a UConn fan, I gotta just get my props where it's due. Shout out to basketball right now, man. March nice. Madness, last chance you basketball. That was a great, that was a great series. I, everybody's been talking about it. I got to watch. Mm-hmm. You finished all, mm-hmm. all of them? I got, uh, I think, two more episodes. I'm going to be caught up in like three weeks. That's a good. That, that's a, they have a, a good-ass soundtrack on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're picking them songs. As always when they play and they, they coming back, as always they pick a really good song every time. Mm, yeah. I'm so I'm that snowfall, I'm lacking. You'll get there. I'll get there in June. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's been a bit. It's been a busy week, so I understand uh, where Steven's coming from. But yeah, to answer your original question, Mike, it's been a really good week on my end, but just busy uh, trying to get through. You know, enjoy the warm weather when I can, but it's hard. It's so hard because you fit, finish one thing, yeah, off to the next. next. You know, yeah. so but appreciative of the warm weather and being able to you know bring out a lightweight hoodie, bring out you know the baseball caps. Oh yeah, I was grilling a little bit. Just See, be able to sit outside. Mike already grilling, so you right. know the summer is here. Summer is here. Pop open the beer, just soaking some sun. That's that's a real that's a real summer thing. Popping open the beer, a little red stripe, man. See my so, dad so with, your deck. with his catch some, catch some light, exactly. Feed the birds, do something. There we go. How you been this week? Uh, and I've been saying it's just it's a busy time. I'm a graduate student. It's just a busy time, bro. You know how it is, yeah. especially like the graduating semester. You know, I got 
less than a month to finish writing up my whole thesis and everything. Um, finish out my coursework. Um, really wanna, I really want to impress my client uh, during this course um, as well with our, our, our deliverables um, too at the same time. And then, of course, working your jobs um, and in personal life. So it's been revolving a lot. I think that one thing I noticed too, and it's not the topic of our you know podcast today, but I just noticed how much I've changed over the past two years. Mm-hmm. We can get it to a different day, um, especially as it relates to like the movements that happened last year. I don't know. They, they they stuck with me. I don't know if I said this last week, but I just feel like the whole like George Floyd murder thing. Yeah. When that well, all that happened in the protest, it reminded me of like how I felt when the Trayvon Martin. Yeah, but was, it's very when identical. When I was sixteen, on twenty twelve, very you know, identical to, with the emotions. I don't know, but yeah. So we can talk about that a different day. But that's just what I've been going through in my head and just thinking about like as we're coming back to like going back outside. I don't know what normal even is. So mm-hmm. I got we gotta we gotta chalk it up. Listen, what life was like in twenty nineteen is not coming back <laughs> by any means. You don't like, think so. Well, like what, like the way like life was and society was. No, I'm talking. About, we're, we're gonna be outside and stuff, but yeah, that's yeah, that's gonna yeah. be normal. But I'm like the way our our society was structured and our culture is not gonna be the same. Um, coming back and like the way we're all trying to get back. Like some people are like you know for real. Excuse me, we were lucky to like have that. You know, not lucky. I guess we earned our way to having that like economic security and being able to work distantly. Um, but some people are trying to get back on their feet. Um, some people weren't that fortunate, and so it's gonna be interesting to see how we all mix back together. And you see, we've been out. People have been like you know. Quote unquote outside the world for like a couple of weeks. Mad shootings going on. There's a whole bunch of nonsense yeah, happening. Spring break was wild. Shooting. I heard mad shootings. Like niggas both, oh, mad and mass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> both of them, yeah. I'm yeah. yeah. um, happening at the same time. And then, you know, people wild on spring break. Like, there's, you could tell people have been inside for a long time. <laughs> and so, you know, it's going to be like what everything's converging to on top of this being like the first year of, of Joe Biden's presidency. Uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting thing. Yeah. Don't want to sidetrack too much, but two things. No. One, when you brought up the Trayvon Martin thing, it reminded me um, what I've been doing recently is just looking up like albums, like best albums, you know, per decade, mm-hmm. per half century, or whatever. And then I went through kind of briefly because I was doing many debates in my head about the Grammys in terms of like who should have won what category, like in the past. Not even I don't really care about who won this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was going through, and I was looking at the Rolling Stones' top five top five hundred albums of all time, right? And I stumbled on onto number twenty one, which was "To Pimper Butterfly." Mm-hmm. And the description they wrote was that the album not only sonically was beautiful with the jazz instrumentals and the rap verses, but it came at the literally at the right moment of time with everything that was happening with Trayvon Martin. And I remember that explicitly, like. Um, because John Martin happened, I think it was 2016, 2015. John Martin? Yeah. No, no, it was 2012. 2012. I think, I think it was no, Mike Brown. Mike, Matt. That was Ferguson. Um, Ferguson. And Ferguson. That's what I'm thinking about. That was, Baltimore. That was 2014. So, like, I think so, I think we all had ours. Mm-hmm. Like, our shooting, right? Yeah. That sort of changed it for me. I think I was 2012. Well, was the first one. Yeah. Four, Quote, unquote. 14, 15 years old. I think I was a little bit too young. Not too young to understand it, but too young for it to hit. Yeah. I think Mike Brown, for me, was What hit home. And then at the hit. same time, that's when that album came around that same time. Yep. It was like, so it was just kind of like niched it all together. Because yep. I remember just, you know, people on Twitter every day and, you know, activism, people protesting, this, that, and the third. And I remember I was just sitting there and was constantly to Pimp a Butterfly. Um... And I've, I'm trying to remember the, the the songs eluding me, but um, I think it was uh, Black of the Berry when he was like, "How can I um, weep when Trayvon Martin, Trayvon Martin die in the street when gang make gang banging make me make me kill a nigga blacker than me hypocrite and the music stops and like and the little jazz instrumentals." I, I don't know. I used to always just think about that, so that just reminded me of that that's a complete side note. Um, but to the other point about 
dudes being outside. I think um, I saw this. What's his name? Chet Hanks. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Tom Hanks son. Yeah, that boy is hilarious. He's not serious, but he has said uh, this is going to be a, a white boy summer. Uh, I'm not sure what that means exactly. Um, but in, in the, the way I imagine, oh, it sounds it, like I need to be inside. <laughs> no, it does. It That's what like, it sounds like. It sounds like you be, be inside. Said him, Jack Harlow. <laughs> I think I think John B. I think that's John B. Yeah, is John B. Coming back. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's, 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 don't listen to. Yeah, he said, it's, it's what people summer. say. Yeah, <laughs> yo, <laughs> but yes, to Mike's credit, uh, yeah, he said he's gonna be a white boy summer, not a a, a Trump white boy summer, a, a Jack Harlow him and John B. type of summer. So in my head, I see the craziest parties being thrown in any place. Project that, X? Is Project X summer? No, there will never be a project. I gotta, we got to stop referencing that. <laughs> we have yet to see that happen in real life. Um, but yeah, so I think this is going to be an extremely fruitful. I don't know if fruitful is a proper word. Summer 16 that everybody been trying to relive. It, it's going to be so much different for 2016. <laughs> summer 16, was, it was a good summer angle. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be reminiscent of that, I guess, but it's just going to be... Different because everybody is older. I'm. I don't want to say everybody has money, but everybody, quote unquote, has money or pretends they do. You know, people are going to be coming. It's a, it's a stimmy summer. It's. I think stimmy summer. It. Stimmy summer. That might. Be I don't know bar. if you're stretching a stimmy from now. To just I'm about to say. I think oh, you're no, spending stimmy. I, I think it's over, but I think we they're gonna they're gonna caption it as stimmy summer. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's what the hotel's looking for. <laughs> Send me something what you mean. That's uh, what the airlines is looking that, for. Sheesh. They probably about that. They, 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 they can smell the blood and they win. Yeah, we got, they we got, we got to talk about that, the thing offline. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Because yeah. yeah, we got to get that done quick. Yeah, we got to get that done. The Airbnbs, they win. They can't wait to raise them prices. They're going to go flying. Damn, yeah. No. No, it's going to it's gonna be big. Yeah, you got to yeah. move quick. It's it's going to be big. So um, everybody, please be safe, man. I know I, I know I we're we're joking, we're we're laughing, everything, but and I'd be serious. <laughs> no, no, I'm serious yeah. too. But, but like, mm-hmm. be safe, be safe. Like with your friends, make sure you know who you with. Don't pull up at random people's houses. Like, be safe. Yeah, don't get caught lacking. Like if Seriously. you if yeah. you're not vaccinated, don't put other people in jeopardy. You know, whatever. COVID, it's not even just COVID anymore. The original COVID and its variants are still out here BC. in the United States or anywhere, honestly. I don't know where Americans can even travel to. I don't know where people are going this summer. Um, uh, America is still banned from, like, most countries. I think most sure. European countries. I think yeah. a lot of other countries have begun to lift those restrictions. No, for us? I, mean, I don't not, know. I don't know. I know, I know for, the, for themselves, yeah, definitely. But I don't know, but for international travelers. Oh, maybe. I thought a lot of it was still just concentrated in Europe. You know, excuse me. I didn't see that. You know, people, you, you know people not going to Africa, bro. I know. They, they, the, the way America talks about Africa, people aren't going to Africa. That's Only crazy. people who know about Ghana and they go they go to the uh what's I forgot what the big concert is Ghana. Uh, we talking about um Ghana man. Yeah, see, I, I was right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know, I know, I know. That's uh, definitely a thing. it's been growing. Yeah, it's, we're for celebrities been growing, but most people are not gonna say they're going to Africa for vacation. And prove yeah. me wrong if I'm wrong. Uh, go oh, ahead, oh, put oh, in the oh, comments oh, if I'm wrong. Here, right? I mean, we exactly. there. You know, oh, already know we, I'm in there. Oh yeah, I got family. I got family out there. Yeah, we getting it ready. We getting it ready. We getting it ready. Here we go. I like that. Getting it ready. Um, so let's transition, man. We we chatting today. That's okay. Um. Cocktail hour. We 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 right back at basketball. Um, so last week or two weeks ago, um, some of y'all might have seen this. Some of y'all might have not. The men's and women's NCAA tournament started about a week and a half ago, and there was a lot of controversy. Uh, I think that's for lack of a better term, controversy. It was controversy. Yeah. Um, the very noticeable discre- um dis- I'm losing the word. Discrepancy. Right. Discrepancy. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Um, between what the men participants got and what the women participants got. 
uh, the men participants were given, like, you know, when you go into a AAU tournament, you got all this extra gear. They get backpacks, a bunch of Nike stuff, sleeves, towels. Like, you know, you could take all the gear and it fits on the bed. Mm-hmm. The women got, like, it's like the one you get when you're, like, in sixth grade, the string bag, mm-hmm. the coloring book, one Powerade, you know, water bottle. Like, while the men got, like, full duffels, you know, I went to the NCAA tournament. And then food was different. Like, men are getting buffets. The women are getting, like, what looks like hot pockets. Like, you know, warm-up meals. Like it, did, that, did that again? Hot pockets. <laughs> like, as It's even trying to be a voice actor. Right. <laughs> right. Unless I told you I was practicing. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they're not even getting um, the same amount of food. And then the, the biggest one that brought a lot of um, – attention on social media was the difference in weight rooms. So the women were given like anywhere between to one to five pound, like um, personal weights, mm-hmm. the little mini dumbbells or whatever. And they were given like maybe the size of a, like an eight by eight room of workout. And the men were given like a whole two gyms filled with, you know, press machines. Um, Just a variety. Yeah, of equipment, a variety yeah. of equipment. Um, and so they were exposed to NCAA left and right. And I think there's a stat up online that it said the NCAA spends triple on the men's than they do for the women for the tournament. Um, and clearly this year, you know, it's very evident what that looks like now. So I want to get everybody's thoughts on that NC. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike, you're, you're the woman's favorite, bro, so you have to go first. Women's favorite? Yeah. I don't know if, that, I don't know if that's true. but <laughs> they said I've, I've heard that, yeah, yeah multiple yeah, times. Multiple but, times but. I mean – yeah, I mean, it just shows. I mean, I, I think it's just a conversation about, like, women's sports in general mm-hmm. um, and just, like, how people perceive them and, like, how seriously that people take them, too. Uh, I'm not saying, like, the NCAA, of course, doesn't take them seriously. But, you know, actions matter more than anything else, and you can tell that where people put their money is where they have their interest in, you know. So, of course, to everyone in the world, not everyone in the world, everyone who pays attention to college sports, mm-hmm. men's D1 basketball is a money-making machine. Because <laughs> yeah. if you don't believe that everything is true, think about the most successful programs you can think about basketball. Pretty much a blue blood. You can look at any blue blood, like mm-hmm. you can tell, whatever. Look at those programs and look, go to their like athletics website. Look at what they have in their locker rooms and what kind of setup they have in their department. Not to shame them, but you can tell that the money they make goes into their program. And they have these very, very like top-scale facilities for their top top class athletes as they should mm-hmm. get me wrong but i'm saying like that's how much money is being made and put into like you know yeah. women's sports and so by contrast you know if you know if you don't for women's basketball and we're talking about basketball like you know if you don't have a top rated program really mm-hmm. you know like you know i'm gonna say uconn that's the only one that matters honestly like uconn or any other program um but like it's just like you know you're not only not only if you're not getting the same notoriety even if you're a story program, you know, you're not getting the same media attention. You're not getting the same access. Maybe you're not getting the same stadium sellouts, you know. And so, like, they're going to perceive that as a sport mm-hmm. that where they have to, you know, find their resources in. Now, if we're talking about quality, now nah, that's where the issue comes in. Yeah. Because <laughs> everyone's like, why would you not? Because, you know, say what you want. Because, like I said, I went to, we all went to UConn. But UConn makes – UConn's women is what almost uh, – most of the time keeps our athletics alive. Yeah, <laughs> you know, all for, for for a time, especially when the men aren't doing well, um, like we've seen in the past like four or five years, besides the last two years, I guess, mm-hmm. um, as well. And so, but you know, UConn women's—they win their championships. You know, they bring money into the school, and that's what's most important. I think people have to realize that about college sports that 
especially football. Lord knows, you know, we don't have to talk about that. You know, they football pours in money into these universities because how much they're making from athletics and the advertising and you know tournaments and whatever and, t- and uh, stadium sellouts and tickets and food. Like they bring money in um, as well. So I think the setup is just like. It's pretty much you. You can tell they just they just saw women was afterthought. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, no matter how much those girls are lighting up out there on the on the, on the on the court and they getting all the TV ratings and everything like that, you know, on the NCAA before they got public pressure. Remember that before they had bad publicity, before their own athletes that they that you know, put their bodies online, the women to play every day in day out before they put it on Twitter that this is what's happening. You know, they were gonna just you know la 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 the way to the end of la, la, la. <laughs> to the way to the end of March Madness and not really do anything about it. Um, so it's a question of principles in my in my opinion and. You know, people just have to keep that in mind as, as we're looking at how these discrepancies show up. I, I just like, you have to look at the why. Like, why is this happening? We can you get mad all day, but, like, you know, we have to analyze, like, you know, why is women's sports not given the same space or resources to succeed in, a, in the same, to- like, a comparable tournament mm-hmm. as the men were? I mean, I think Mike brought up a, a great piece about, like, the income, the ticket revenue, mm-hmm. the sales, all that stuff has to play into account. Like, yeah, you can't man. you can't ignore it because we're talking about millions and millions of dollars. Uh, multi-millions, man. Multi-millions yeah, of dollars um, as we look across, you know, the NCAA with various sports. But I think what Mike said is, is very important. These tournaments are comparable, right? Mm-hmm. And so the accommodations, when I talk about accommodations, I mean, like, the hotel rooms they stay in, the food mm-hmm. they eat, the arenas they play in should be comparable. Right, so that might mean, you know, for the men, you know, because they're expecting a larger crowd, potentially, the arena is bigger, right? Mm-hmm. And for the women, the, they might expect a smaller crowd, so the arena might be a little bit smaller. But the quality of those arenas should be the same, mm-hmm. right? The quality of those weight rooms should be comparable. You might, like, it might be the difference between a, a Planet Fitness versus a... Mm-hmm. Uh, What's another fitness place? The edge. edge, the edge, right? Everybody's favorite, right? So, yes, you can tell there's a difference, but you can very easily do the same things mm-hmm. in both places. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the issue. Not that there was a difference, but that the difference was as noticeable as it was. So I'm not saying that both places get steak and ribeye and you mm-hmm. know whatever, but both places should have. A meat, a starch, a chef, you know, of comparable quality yeah. and not one person have a box lunch and one person got hot food. Right. So I think that's that was my concern. Not because, again, I know revenue plays a part. Mm-hmm. I know crowd. I know attendance plays a part. Mm-hmm. These things all play a part. And it's not the difference, because, again, I think we talk about, you know, equity versus inclusion. Right. Equity mm-hmm. is one thing. It doesn't necessarily mean equality. And so I think the issue was not that there was a difference, but just that the difference was so large. Yeah, so for me, I take it a bit differently because I think the revenue part in the case of college sports is entirely irrelevant because I think when it comes to pro sports, the difference is you're actually paying the athletes based on what's generated. When the NCAA gets money, from my perspective, all the money goes to NCAA. Mm -hmm. And so when they're dispersing it, they're in charge of how that looks like. So for me, regardless, you're not paying the athletes. You're only giving them "quote unquote" benefits. So maybe they it looks like they've earned more benefits because they're more popular. But to me, it's like you know you're not giving the school the money. You're not giving the athletes the money. So you're in charge of how that looks like. And so in the case of the fact that you know you run both these tournaments, you own both of these tournaments, and you're collecting all the money for the tournament. Like I'm pretty sure I don't. To my knowledge, I don't think the school gets a um, like money from the NCAA tournament when they win, do they? Um, I just 
They might. I mean, I think a they lot get of money from something. Yeah, they get money from. A lot of that from, is handled via like TV contracts. Yeah, TV yeah, contracts and stuff like that. But they don't get like an official like you know when you win like in you know England when you win the Premier League you know the first first team place gets twenty mil, second team place get fifty mil, this and the third. Yeah. I don't think they do that. So for me, it's like okay, let's say you know in t- um the men generated a hundred a hundred um let's say five hundred million, the women only de- generated one fifty. Cool. Can you use that six fifty total to figure out how to get everybody kind of uh, like accommodable? And I think so. But but, you know? but but then that becomes the question, right? Are mm-hmm. we turning around? I think that's what me and Mike were sort of saying is the revenue that's sort of brought in, respectively, is sort of how it's treated in reverse, as opposed to looking at it as a pool. Yeah, yeah. So it has it has to be looked at as a whole because you're not paying the athletes. Like we mm-hmm. like we can't pretend that oh you know they generate more money so they got more stuff. Well then pay them. You know what I'm saying? Then pay them what it's worth. Then we can have a different conversation about revenue generating, who's going to get paid more. But you trying to pass it off with, you know, they're getting hamburgers and mac and cheese, and these other people are getting what look like. Uh, I'm I don't know what that. I don't know what that food looks like. I, I was going to say I was going to say uh, a vegan wings, but I was trying not to be disrespectful. <laughs> I was going to be like casually high kiki, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> Like, like the cauliflower, right? The cauliflower, or that what was that it? Jack, the, jackfruit? No, no. What was uh, the thing when they had the uh, the vegan ribs, but it was bread on the grill? Oh, it was a flower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, like you know, yeah, I've seen they, that video. Yeah. they're getting like that, and it's like you know, I don't like you said. I guess because that's the part I agree with. When it comes down to like the quality of the thing, it shouldn't be different. Like, I can't imagine like you know, okay, we're gonna cater our men. In, in, I don't, I don't, I can't remember where the tournaments are this year, but usually they're not like wickedly far apart. Like usually, it's like big cities are always doing tournaments. Like Indianapolis always has at least a com- uh, a region, if not the Final Four. They always have one of those two, yeah. and like Houston's another one that always has like, or Texas in general. Like there's yeah, de- here, designated yeah. spots inside a country that always hosts the tournaments or hosts the majority of the games. So it's the facilities that are provided to these um, students, um, depending on year, shouldn't change because when. You know, the women are in Indianapolis, right, in 2019 or whatever, and then the men are in 2020, 2021. Most, granted, it's COVID, but most of the restaurants that were there were the same, right? Most of the hotels didn't change. Most of the where you're going to be renting out equipment, like all those stuff exists in both those places. So it shouldn't be different because if you were to host the men in the same spot, you will find all the comedies for this, right? So that's the thing that doesn't make sense to me. If we want to, you know, pay these athletes and then you want to talk about, you know, that athlete was on TV Seven million watchers. We had to give them a hundred thousand, and versus women had whatever a million or whatever, and it was a little bit less. So we just paid them what the cut was. Okay, See, but I think I think that gets a little bit tricky. That also gets tricky. And that's a bigger conversation. Yeah. But but they're the fact that they're not paying it and they're giving like they're not paying the college athletes and they're still very clear like no split inequities is just weird to me because mm-hmm. it's just it doesn't make any sense. But. Yeah, I mean, welcome to NCAA. So look, the difference was just too large. Oh, ultimately, the oh, difference was. was oh yeah, yeah no, they got a buffet, large. and the other ones had um box you know, lunches. You no know, box lunches from Orange Is the New Black. <laughs> Not from the prison. That's what it looked like <laughs> when, when people showed me the picture. I was like, "This prison." Was, it, it looked like the, what was that little the kids meal that um the kids lunch, TV lunch bowls? no um the kids cuisine remember the drink? oh, oh kids yeah. wow kids cuisine you put that from a deep memory that is a deep memory bro aren't they out of business they have they to be, be they, they were selling drugs <laughs> <laughs> that food was drugs bro ain't no way I <laughs> never had one I never had one but I seen someone have one before I'm like this my, doesn't no, look my mom bought it one time when I was waiting that's just how the box looked to me. Nah. The little penguin on it, yeah. It, it, was, it was crazy. Why, why are you selling me corn and a brownie, bro? Corn and, <laughs> and, and two little chicken tenders on it. <laughs> and them little cartoons mad hyping the commercials? Nah, bro. 
That they, put, they, they put it mad close up on the commercial, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, Lunchables get a pass, bro. They really, they was trying to sell off crackers and cheese as a lunch. Cool. With a Capri Sun. Cool. Yeah, like, two I, little slices. I don't think that was real turkey. But. It, it wasn't real turkey. <laughs> but, you know, we kept the pushing. But the, well, let me stop for that, because for that with a lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> this is all jokes. This is all jokes. No facts. Um, yeah. Uh, cocktail hour. Right? That's it. Any more final thoughts? No. I, I think we all made the same point. Yeah. Like, we just think that there's no reason for it to be that inequitable. Yeah. Right, I could it off, but it doesn't make sense to us. Respect women's sports. Respect Hoovers. Respect Paige Buckets. And that's about it. UConn taking it all this year? Of course. UConn women? Without a doubt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the men, was it Maryland? Not serious, bro. No, no, we weren't serious. We're it's serious. okay. It's Maryland okay. had a good start to that year, though. Yeah. It's it's a, isn't it a Big Denver Ten team? Too. I think it's unacceptable moving forward for UConn to lose to Big Ten teams. But it wasn't or in the ACC. first round. They're, they're just getting tr- transitioned. Because they're ACC two years ago, right? Two or three years. Yeah, I remember that. Okay. I'll give them a pass for that. No, we 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 lost that we lost that game because yeah, the second yeah. half like their offense wasn't producing that much, but we yeah. was not hitting. They have they have more rebounds than points at at halftime. Yeah, you kind of yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> so, but like, our energy was there, but like I don't know, it's like the shot execution, the free throws, Lord knows, but that's hard. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm I'm not mm-hmm. professional. I'm not trying to, you know, but you know, that's just I I watched the game, man. So we saw what the issues were. I, I was gonna you um, women. I need a ring while we're still here, so I can you know we can Bro. be lit. Uh, while I'm still a student, oh, you didn't get one. I got oh. one in 15. No, well, yeah, well, yeah, 15. 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael yes. came in 16, so yeah, we got I one in 15. Okay, because we had Brianna Stewart, Stewart slash. And I missed, I missed the um, double the, the dual by a semester. I was a senior in high school, tough, 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 tough. Yeah, we missed it by a semester. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, shout out to you. I, I low key count that because I was still here in 14. <laughs> <laughs> what type of reverse math is this? When they, I, they, were, they were still coming. When I say millennial, it doesn't, it doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, nah, you don't think, think the women weird. taking it? They have Because I, I thought they was going to be a little too young. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm like, Paige, first of all, Paige is too nice. Like, are you really got to start buckets. talking about it. I don't Paige see buckets. it. I don't know, man. Her, she really got like an all around game. Her passes, she be looking like James Harden out there, bro. It doesn't make sense. No, she's clean with it. She's so smooth. Like she's really, really smooth. Like, and she's she's actually extremely smart. She takes great shots, in my opinion. And the game we played today, and we beat uh, uh, Iowa, like that. That's scary for a team with no seniors or juniors on it. <laughs> like we, I, that's man, that's going a, far. Maybe that's the formula now, yo. Yeah. You about to turn into um, John Cal Power. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm, I'm scared a little bit because I know we had like three straight like final, final four losses. exits. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, was yeah, very yeah. tough. Very tough. Very tough. Now, the South Carolina yeah. one hurt the most, yo. Yeah, yeah. Wait, is that the one we got cooked? We got on the final play. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Shout out to that. Uh, shout out to that Nigerian woman. She did. She did what she was supposed to do. That was tough, bro. And I was talking mad junk to all the South South Carolina engineers in uh, Kansas City, Missouri. They was looking for me. That's od. I was, like I was literally at the party in the back corner hiding, bro. I think that I think that last place burned into my mind. I, I could still see it. See the crossover. Yeah, yeah. No, she she hunted the switch on the screen. <laughs> and I remember uh, Gabby Williams. Yep. Gabby Williams had to switch off. It was Our tough. best defender at the time. Um and then we had that center. I forgot what her name was. Did she touch floor? No, oh, but her ankle slipping. her ankle definitely stuttered a lot. Yeah. It was it was jiggling on on the on step. Corey, it's like one of those moves when you I see it. it was, it. I oh yeah, it. it's too late, bro. It was too late. She said boom 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 step back. And <laughs> Mike then, said boom 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 step back. And then it was done after that. And I'm still scarred to this day. But shout out to her because she did she did what was needed to be done. Nah, I, I think us. I think we got it. I don't want to jinx it, but I feel like you know. They have a really well-rounded team. They rebound yeah. well. They score really well. You know, you know. I think people were sleeping on even on us on the match against Iowa. In my mm-hmm. opinion, uh, they thought that girl who I think she's a uh, freshman of the year or she's candidate for freshman of the year, the girl in Iowa, yeah. averages like what twenty-eight, four and eight or something mm-hmm. like that. 
Yeah, yeah, they was telling you that you know she gonna she gonna get Paige buckets. Like, all right, Paige gonna get this dub. And she did get the dub. Yeah, she got the dub. We did get buckets. So. But it just it was just a, it was a good game for both sides. But we can continue on. Continue on. So I mean, you come. for sure. I mean, this segues 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 right into our topic. Actually, um, today we're actually gonna be talking about sports, specifically high school sports, and what it means to high school athletes transferring from high school to college. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the first question. Um, on the board actually is, do we put too much pressure on athletes to play in college as a way to create a pipeline to education? Um, I'll go, I'll go, I'll dig a little bit deeper. Um, not dig a little bit deeper, but go, go into the question. So I've been thinking about this ever since we, we put the question in the chat all week, to be honest. And one of the things that really stuck out for me is I think just the lack of knowledge, a lot of people, have around alternative options to college and when i say alternative education and academic shouldn't be the alternative route right but a lot of times they it tends to be Mm -hmm. because you know athletics seems to be and when i say to college i'm saying to scholarship opportunities to uh funding so on and so forth and so one of the things that i was thinking about for myself personally was i grew up i played basketball um, but one of the reasons that I went to school and was able to find funding for school wasn't because of basketball, because mm-hmm. of academics. And so, you know, there was actually a line in the the verse that I was writing that's coming soon, soon come, soon come. Okay. Um, okay. That talked about, you know, choosing a different path, still getting recruited. And ultimately for me, I was fortunate enough to have opportunities from, and obviously when you're talking about academics, it, ch- it changes from like a D1, D2, D3 to like a, R1, R2, R3, um, as you look at, like, research and, you know, the ability that the school has to give you access to literature, so on and so forth. But to answer the question, sure, I think, yes, we do, but I think the reason isn't because we, you know, love athletics. I think we genuinely think a lot of times that this is the only way because there is a lack of knowledge Mm -hmm. surrounding, you know, the scholarship opportunities that are out there. There's a, a lack of knowledge about, you know, certain you know in-state opportunities there's a lack of knowledge about you know getting a scholarship because of a certain major and and all these other programs that are out there Mm -hmm. and so the easiest way seems to be oh they love this sport anyway you know why not versus well still work for them on that sport but also you know make sure Mm -hmm. that that the grades match up and and we at least give possibility to some other options Mm -hmm. and i think even to your point i think um if your parents don't have that education exactly too, you know, exactly. and then they might know, like they might just know the sport too, or they have background there. But then, like, if anything, if I don't know college, then I know I can wake my son up and say, or my daughter up and say, like, you know, we can, we're going to the gym, we're, we're going, going to, to the field, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're going to do these drills, we're going to run this. I'm gonna make sure that I, well, I'm gonna do what I can in my power to make sure you're as prepared as necessary um, to get that access to the to, to, to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, too, especially if like your child is attending a school whose education quality isn't that good too. Um, and that's also an issue. Um, so the first question was like, how, do we put too much pressure on like high school athletes to reach college as through sports? Yeah. Okay. We should have uh, Dr. Cooper here. This is his conversation. <laughs> yeah. We're going to bring him back for a second. Say. Even to a greater point, I think we'll talk to him about the pressures while they're in college. Right. Cause that, that's a, a next mm-hmm. level tier. Exactly. Um, and we got a couple people we could call for that. To mm-hmm. be honest. Mm-hmm. Oh, we, we get a panel. <laughs> that's gonna pop, be a long episode. Pop, we might panel. Man, we we working on that. Oh, we gotta get Tuli. Yeah, oh, oh, even better, even better. All right, Tuli, AJ, DJ. <laughs> oh, DJ, you gotta get DJ. Oh, DJ. Yeah. Gotta get DJ, bro. <laughs> gotta get brother. DJ. 
Um, but no, yeah. So I think I think it is. Um, I don't know. Do y'all think this is an issue outside of like? Is this is this as much of an issue outside of like the black community? Do you think? No. Okay, because um, that's why I'm like I'm like I can only see it through the perspective where I was growing up in, and mm-hmm. like I know for young black men and women. We, we do like to encourage that. More for black men. Well, I think, but I think also it's a socioeconomic thing, too. Very, yes. Because traditionally there aren't college funds. There aren't, you know, there isn't money that's been mm-hmm. put away mm-hmm. for college. So it, it has to be, it's not necessarily a college yes you gotta or cash no. in. It's a can I afford this? Yeah, cash in when it's available to you. Um, I want to even take it a step further and just localize it. Because when I think about this qu- question, I think about in the context of where I grew up, right? Mm-hmm. And I think about how many individuals felt like they need to be the ones who did it for their town or did it for their high school, the one who made it for their high school. Um, and so because um, Connecticut in the context, it's really just kind of like a, a cute state between two metropolitan areas in Boston and New York. You know, that's where, if there's any, like, local talent will really be generated. Like, New York has 10 million people. And God knows how many kids over there are, are hoopers that go to go that go to play from USC all the way to Duke, you know, even UConn sometimes. But there is such a richness of like college athletes and basketball players in general is that you just don't see a lot of homegrown talent. So I feel like every time I talk to a kid saying, you know, why do you you know want to go play basketball in college? You know, first thing I always hear is like, I got to be the one to do it. Like nobody else did it yet. You know, they think about their favorite college players or favorite, you know, kids who played in high school that didn't necessarily go to their school, but maybe went went to school down and like, you know, we think we was talking about Putnam. Mm-hmm. Science Academy went to St. Thomas, like they left their high school, went prep and made it, but they didn't do it from their high school. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think kids, especially in Connecticut, I jokingly but seriously call it like a mini like epidemic of false hoop dreams mm-hmm. that people sell themselves when, when they're in high school, that they feel like, you know, because nobody else did it, it's up to them to do it. And if they don't do it, then like nobody else will. Um, so I think they feel the, especially if they're good, they feel the pressure saying, yo, you're nice. Like you got to keep your head on straight. Like you got to, you got to do it for us. Cause we couldn't do it. And I think that feeds into this narrative that like, maybe you wanted to do it because you like basketball and you enjoyed it. You thought it'd be cool to go to college for it. But I think these extra factors of people realizing that, oh shoot, like this kid might actually be good. Just adds to it even more. Cause I think about kids I knew who were nice in high school that I thought shit might make the league by the time I'm fun- finished with college. And then dudes barely made it past their first year at freshman at whatever school they went to, mm-hmm. whether it be, you know, a D2 school or even, like, a D1 school. So I think it's just, like, like Corey said, a lot, a lot of socioeconomic factors because people making it to college is always like, okay, they're one step closer to the league. Now they have money. You know, now they could give back to the community or now they could help me out and this mm-hmm. and a third. People, of course, thinking to retrospect to themselves and what how they could benefit from your success. Um, which, side note, reminds me of that. Very, very, very trash uh, video I saw of Meek uh, the other day about how Meek said nobody bothered him when he was broke. No one asked him for money when he was broke, but now he got money. Everybody asked him for money. I was like, I go, I like that line. You like it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, you're, if I know you're broke, I won't ask you for money. <laughs> <laughs> like, I get what it's he's funny. saying. No, it's just but, funny. He's like, I ain't changed. You changed. I'm not getting no money. <laughs> but, I, but that's what they say. It don't change you. I, I don't think he's wrong. Yeah. yeah. No, it was, it was just bad funny because in my head, I'm like, yo, you know, if you broke, nobody gonna ask you for money. I know. If I, I know. If I'm, if I know you broke, I'm not gonna ask you for money. Listen, if he, I know you got it now, I might say, hey, brother, yo, you, you got some extra change now. Steve one knows it's gonna switch up. Yeah. I'm not switching. <laughs> I'm just saying in general, like it makes a little more sense to me. But I digress. Oh, I mean, I think Stephen, you made a good point. Mm-hmm. I think also we have to look at it. There's a lot of steps that typically go into 
basketball. A lot of stuff. Right? And I think, you know, he mentioned it on Last Chance U Basketball. What was it? What did he say? Like 1,700 scholarships or something for, you know, the majority of, like, the Power Six or something? Mm-hmm. Like, something he mentioned in terms of a number that's a low stat. And, again, I have a high school teammate that's, you know, in the Sweet 16 now. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, But he, he did the process, right? I think prep, uh, potentially a JUCO, I can't remember, um, before he got to where he was, you know, somebody I played against in high school is in the G League now, right? Like, there's, oh, these, there's these people that have done this, mm-hmm. but there's a process, right? I was watching a documentary where my man was 14 going to a camp, and, you know, he lived in L.A. He flew to North Carolina to go to a camp. And then, you know, flew to, you know, uh, Jersey for an EYBL game. And then mm. had, you know, a, a upstate California tournament for AAU. And so it's a process. And so I think, again, there's this, a lot of times people make an investment in the child to say, because, again, socioeconomic status, typically the people with low, so, low socioeconomic status aren't flying across the country random weekends to go to these tournaments. So typically there's a coach or a program that makes an investment in these kids or this kid or finds funding through different sources yeah. to be able to take these kids to these places. But it's not usually as simple as wake up, go to the park, all of a sudden I'm good, I'm going D1. Yeah. Typically it's a lot more, you know. Grunt. It's a lot more grunt than that, right? You're playing for multiple AAU teams, right? You done transfer high school three times. You reclass. You, re-class. you know. The you, dudes really, I feel like dudes who made it to the league didn't reclass, bro. I think I think you'd be surprised. You think so? Because I feel like when I look at their like their age and then how many years they were in college, I'm like, this dude did not reclassify. Like everybody I know personally, oh wait, maybe because again it's a Connecticut thing. Everybody I know who reclassified, they didn't do nothing. They 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 a barely lot of people don't, but barely made JUCO. And JUCO's tough. It is tough. JUCO is tough because a lot of JUCOs like don't. League, yeah. yeah. So, but again, I think there there's steps that are taken that aren't usually discussed. Essentially, mm. um, I agree. So I had another question for y'all, too. And as we talk about JUCO, as we talk about, you know, people that didn't necessarily make it, what are we doing? And maybe we don't know, but let's let's sort of talk about it. What's being done on, on a high school level in particular for those people that have athletic aspirations but don't quite make the cut? What do you mean? Like, what, what is being done with like, those like students? They don't have the talent? So, yeah. So, Natural talent. So, again, so if a person makes a basketball team, Traditionally, they have the guidance counselor supporting them traditionally as a student. School counselors. School okay. counselors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I could hear Dr. Hines in my ears with, um, with um, Mia. <laughs> um, so school counselors and the coach supporting them. Yes. They have, but there are people that want to play ball potentially, but they don't make the team that year. Mm-hmm. You know, what are we doing to make sure that they're just not falling through the cracks because they thought basketball was their way to college, and if they don't make the team, do, do we a, give up? That's mad kids, yo. Mm-hmm. Especially right. if you go to a big, if you go to a high school, like my school, my high school was about maybe eighteen hundred plus kids. That's it's competitive, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know, mad kids thought they was nice and we boring. had we had like a hundred people basketball for twelve spots. Yeah, literally 60, 70 kids trying out first day. We're already down to twenty five. Let's try this again. <laughs> Especially freshman year. Oh well, no, no, freshman year that's the fun <laughs> one, yo, because that's that's your best chance. Because once you make freshman, you're not like you guarantee, but like in the program. you in the yeah. program now. They kind of know what you bring to the table, what your ceiling is. When you when you didn't make that first year, it gets tough. You better be balling like your your life depends on it. So what so um, what happens to those folks? How are we support best supporting them to say there's an alternative route, right? Although you didn't make it, like we still want to support you. 
there's no support. Like, I mean, kind of, there is no support. That's the mm-hmm. first thing because I think Corey just described like at least 22% of my graduating high school class <laughs> of us coming in freshman year and we're all casually saying like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to make the ball team for sure. Like that, that, that was actually the line. Like, Oh, for sure. Like, I don't know if that kid's going to make it, but he's not better than me. So I know I'm making it. And then we get to tryouts and shots aren't falling. Corey, people are dribbling the ball off their foot. You know, people not off their off their foot, and the, and the worst is yo, nervous in when you got dudes in high school who you know they swear they're like a bucket guard role. So you know what they don't do? They don't play defense and they don't rebound. And that's one thing I think high school coaches hate the most is when dudes don't play defense. Mm-hmm. So we're doing we're running. I think we're running threes sideways on like the mini full court, and like dudes are just getting out hustled, out rebound, and then you know go to school the next day. You right by the gym checking the names. And your name's not there. You type that'd, be the, that'd be the worst, bro. Oh, you see your name on there? Nah, the coach was wild. And he don't even like me. And like, <laughs> but bro, I know that, I twisted my ankle last week. My shot was mad. I didn't. I didn't get to practice this down the third. But it's like, okay, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna try again next year. I'm I'll make sure I'm gonna make it. And it happens again. And it happens again. And now we're at senior year. Year like I know dudes like this. Year four of trying out for ball, and they're not making the team. But that was their aspiration entirely. But because, because their goal was their, their I'm not going to say their goal was bad because their goal was probably college with through ball. Yeah. But what happens when you know four year you ain't make the team? Mm-hmm. Like that's crazy. It's crazy, and so I think what schools and this is this is a responsibility, and I hate to place responsibility on these individuals, but this is a combination of school and home, right? Because mm-hmm. um, I think some schools, and I think my school did a okay job with this of providing resources with individuals like look at alternative careers whether it be like maybe culinary or looking at things that aren't necessarily always like four-year degrees even though that's always that was their main push like 90 percent of their time um but the idea of like you know if you don't make ball it's okay but i think you can a school can only do that so much when that's in the mind of individual and that's more of like a uh, like something being taught or grown as an individual. Like I don't think a lot of people's parents are checking. Not I want to say checking their kids. That sounds so wrong, mm-hmm. but like telling their kids, like, you know, let's think about other things we can do. Like, or like get into the mindset of like, when you can't do this, you can't let that be the end all be all. And I'm saying this real easily. Like I know how to raise kids. I'm not, I'm just saying what needs no. to be done, of course. Um, but I just know a lot of kids, of course, even when I was, and these were some of my boys, it's still some my boys to this day. Um, that would play, who played ball, whether it be basketball or football, they were okay, not great. You know, four years in now, they're not even sure what they're doing, but, you know, they've been sold on that ball life for so much. And even when people talked about, like, yo, you're not trying to do something else, like, you know, or guidance counselors, stuff like that, or school counselors, excuse me, they wasn't hearing it. It was like, if I don't make it here, I'm just transfer schools. And I know kids who do that, transfer schools. They transfer another school, then they reclassify, then they go uh, prep. They graduate. Now we're playing JUCO at MCC because now they got a, a team. And it's like, it's fighting that same battle. Like, mm-hmm. And then it's almost like when people, and I want to say this respectfully, of course, when they tell you, like, you know, oh, Jay-Z didn't start, he didn't make it until he was 29, he was rapping. I'm like, yeah, but that's Jay-Z. No, you, you skipped over the whole uh, Michael Jordan one, classic. Oh, like, <laughs> that was a better one. Jordan make his first year. Jordan got kicked off uh, JV his junior year, or didn't make varsity or something like that. Like it, it's you know that becomes the, the exception to everything. One, even my that was the number one story, man. That, the same thing happened in Jordan. It's <laughs> gonna be me. And so, and we even remember the kids we was working yeah. with at Capital Prep. Yeah. And then when I asked them how many day, how many hours a day they practice, they told me two. I'm like, you thought you were gonna be nice with two? Yes, and last time he's been in the gym, it's been a while. <laughs> I won't even talk about the kid when when young kids tell me they make it to the league, but they don't practice every day. I'm gonna leave that for a different day. That's a different rant. Yeah. Um, I, but yeah, I, I think it's. Uh, I think you make good points. I don't think you're wrong from what you're saying, though. I think that it's. 
it's about how you're developing these these uh, these young students and like how younger students, especially as they're adolescents, are learning to. I was thinking about how I can best put it. I think they're learn. They need to learn to not put all their eggs in one basket. It's like a cliche, I know, but more so about how to plan more holistically mm-hmm. and keep your options open about where what your future steps are and like if you want a certain goal. If it's college, you know, you want to go to college for through through sport, which is fine. Uh, but you know, but what if that doesn't happen? And but you know, for, like we keep saying, younger students um, at times have a hard time having that conversation with themselves. Like, okay, what if I actually don't make like what if this thing mm-hmm. I want doesn't happen? What would happen after that? Yeah. And then you have people who might go through high school expecting to you know be hoopers or ballers and never really manifested um, the way they wanted to, and then they might graduate without any plan, with like you know, graduate high school um, without any plan, or like what's next or whatever, um, or didn't develop themselves or prepare themselves throughout high school because they're just like, all right, sport this year, all right, I ain't get it this year, I'm gonna do it next year, I'm gonna do it next year, and the yeah. whole time they think about basketball, basketball, or whatever, football, or whatever, you know. No, ball is life was really that was the number one phrase in high school, bro. It, it was like it, ball is life. <laughs> like, now you gotta say like the video. Ball is life. life. <laughs> <laughs> I ball is life. I was on that every day. Hoop, no, no, no. Hoop those are, those hoop big tapes were so far. I used to actually be home watching at least like an hour's worth of videos. Just like, yeah, man. oh, how you the do ball, that move? The ball is life socks when they came out. Oh, that's, that's wild. <laughs> they, I mean, they had yeah. the shorts too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't get the shorts though. But John Wall will ever be top 10. Oh, no, no. Top course, five, bro. Though. No, he's not five, bro. He's not five. John Wall's <laughs> also, top Also, River's ring was fired too. No, it was. I thought he was going to be an uh, 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 all time NBA talent, bro. What happened to a kill car? We're not going to talk about it. Uh, we won't talk about it. We won't talk about it. We won't talk about it. I'm saying what I was going to say. <laughs> Corey's um, turning spice. I think we need, I think those students just need better guidance and for, to both your points. Um, and it's a shame because, like, I'll say, you know, United States public schools have a strong shortage of those counselors, those guidance counselors, um, those student support staff. Um, I think one in every five children in the United States, like, their school doesn't have, a, like, a good counselor or one of those student support. It's all right. It comes about. This is rough numbers. I'm going to have to please look it up and don't take this with a grain of salt. I think it's roughly around like 80 to 90 kids, a million kids in the United States like who don't have access to that counselor. Um, or maybe it's, or maybe it's five to eight million. I gotta look up the number, but somewhere even like it's a lot of children who don't have access to those counts that proper support. Yeah, uh, guidance. Like students need guidance yeah. day in and day out. It's not just they're gonna make a decision today. Like we have to get. Also, I'm, I'm not trying to go on the spiel, but it's about it's all about moving from that mindset of being stagnant and thinking decisions have to be like like you know as as they get older, you know as their things are changing, experiences are changing. Like they have to mm-hmm. realize like what they want are going is going to change too. Yeah. your goals are going to change. Your dreams are going to change as you change. Like nothing in this life is simple and stagnant and like stays the same every day. Mm-hmm. You're going to change as a person. You're going to want different things. Different things are going to mean things, different things to you as you progress through life um, as well. And we have to keep that in the mindset. Um, you know, y'all know me. I'm an education person, so it, it hits me personally because like public like public schools need to do a better job with. I know they have resources. I'm, I'm understanding, but <laughs> you know, there's something needs to be done policy wise so that they have better resources to be able to have better you know structures so that students can have you know more than academic development at while they're in school um, as well so they can have be better decision makers <laughs> you know better critical thinkers because mm-hmm. um, we wouldn't be having these conversations if students had better preparation for like those type of decisions yeah you know we can't we can't keep treating them like they're like babies or kids like you mm-hmm. know which, which is pretty much what we do um they're able to participate in, in better organizations they they're able to volunteer they're, they're able to make decisions that affect themselves and their community yeah. being 15 16 17 18 and you would know it if they were doing like criminal things right because mm-hmm. no one has any problem saying like you know or even trying them as adults if they do something wrong um but you know but at the same time we're not giving them the tools they need to you know be growing or like younger you know or developing mm-hmm. adults 
um, to make these decisions to be like, okay, maybe I don't get the uh, get the scholarship. Maybe <laughs> we talk about scholarships. Maybe <laughs> maybe I maybe I don't make varsity. You know, mm-hmm. maybe I, I don't have the proper development. All right. I might be able to go to the junior college, JUCO. I might be able to go to community college. Or I might just be able to develop something, learn a trade, do whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, ways to keep myself going forward while I figure out what I want to do or figure out how this sport still fact, like factors into my life um, as well. So it's, that holistic development is just like we need to like find, like you said, homes. Every, it's, all, it's, it's all of our – I always blame adults. We can't blame children. Always mm-hmm. blame adults. All of us have to come together and find out like a better plan, uh, how we can best like systematically help. Students like Corey or like right the in-between ones mm-hmm. uh, who still want it but like don't have the talent yet. Like, you know, we need to find better, like, world ways so that they can get what they need and, like, find, like, better ways to think about that stuff, too. Yeah. I think I think ultimately, you know, we have to find out what the goal is, right? Yeah. What people want yeah. their goals to be. You know, I've, I've refed a bunch of D2, D3 talent individuals playing intramurals, mm. right? Because they chose a good public university over going to play ball, yeah. over going to play whatever their respective sport is. I've ref club basketball games for for the women that could have, again, played probably low D1, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. some of them. But, again, they chose a good public university and played club and had fun yeah, and, sure. and, mm-hmm. and went to school and got a degree. And so I think we have to put the goal first and work backwards mm-hmm. as opposed to necessarily. But, again, like Mike said, it comes with the, the school counselors mm-hmm. to provide that guidance support. And also that that challenge mm-hmm. because the guy the guidance counselor can't just sit there and be like, oh word yeah 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 we're gonna do that yeah we're gonna do that that sounds so great they have to <laughs> you know, they have gotta... to be like well what if mm-hmm. you know how about or even if you want to get blunt yo you ain't make the team this year let's talk about it that, that's right? me though you know, but, that's but, not but, good for every kid but that's, that's my energy not, yeah, yeah, obviously, but that's you have to know but you have mm-hmm. to know your student well enough you can't have three hundred students mm-hmm. and be able to effectively change tell, how tell you all three hundred like yeah you definitely make the team that's such a so, but if I, if I know Steven can handle me saying, yo, you ain't make the team, what's good? But I know Mike, I might have to say, so, you know, I, I heard about the tryouts, you know, tell me what happened. I, I have, about, I can't have 300 students that know mm-hmm. those differences. Exactly. Yeah. They need, exactly. We got to be able to pick up on social cues. I think, like, jobs like that, when you're constantly interacting with people, you have to have, it's not going to, you're not going to have perfect judgment, but you got to have pretty good judgment when you interact with someone. Understanding, like, <laughs> Like you it's know, tough though. Yeah, it is tough. Tough. you know, say response. You know what the nonverbal cues are looking like. I feel like you got to be able to tap into that. I think I've met too too many teachers just who are just respectfully. I feel, I feel like it sounds like that, that Justin Leboy dude, but like, stop it. Bro. I'm not talking. Stop it. Don't, don't even bring that up. About to have me go on. Um, too many teachers who just don't understand like social cues of anybody, whether it be their own peers or their students. Like you know, there's some you know somebody clearly doesn't want to talk, and they're. They're pressing them like with like vigorous intent, like yo, ma'am, this kid might smack you. Like, please, please leave them alone. Um, but I digress. I'm off to a different tangent, but yeah. Um, final question, real quick. I wanted to ask y'all, what do you think um, it means for, I guess, high school athletes who are able to do this, right? So let's say they're able to accomplish like that goal. And we'll talk about this deeper in a different episode, like we said before. Um, but accomplish that goal of saying, hey, you know, I'm going to go play in college. You know, what does that look like for the other individuals who didn't even, like, let's say they played in high school, but they didn't get to that next step of playing to college, right? So now you have, like, this tier system of people who didn't make the team, people who did make the team, but didn't get to play afterward, and then people who did make the team and got to play afterward. So what does it look like for those second tier of individuals who – who were good enough to make the team, but not good enough to play elsewhere at the next level. Um, I mean, if it's your dream, I mean, keep keep moving. <laughs> you know, keep keep mm-hmm. practicing. 
Um, when from my experience as an undergraduate, every year, I mean, I'm not UConn men's basketball talent, but they had tryouts. <laughs> like, you know, they, they did. did. And the G League, like, just, like depending on what sports you're in, but, like, there are, like, ways you can still access to it. It depends on how much you want that dream. That's the only, that's what you have to question, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, what, do you really want to be, like, this professional, like, athlete? Because it's not easy. I don't have to tell nobody that, but it's just not easy. Like, mm-hmm. you have to, especially if you don't, you don't have the, the talent in high school. That's something, remember, we were trying to tell the kids we were working with, too. Because, yeah, I, I, we were trying to say, like, you know, you have to realize people who go to the NBA and, like, or even go to D1 basketball, on them one they are playing. Yeah, I mean, everyone spaz on them. Because <laughs> everyone, like, you have, to, you have to tell young kids, like, the same thing, like, four times for them to, like, actually get in their head. Um, but, like, but those people who make a D1, our favorite people we're watching right now in March Madness, they were highly talented individuals when they were, like, in middle school, when they were kids. Like, you know, they did not say stop playing basketball, like, a year of their lives. Like, you know, they've been playing nonstop. They and, make and, and they wasn't five seven. Is that <laughs> exactly? Why'd you, why'd you harp on the five seven? No, but he's I mean, right. He's right. You know, he, he is right. But a part of it is just being like being gift, like just yeah, have no physical it's a, gifts. It's a, it's a mm-hmm. you know, it's, a, it's athletic game. If I'm trash in high school, but hey, I grew to six eight. I'm gonna be. They're gonna put me in the basketball court and teach me how to play. Oh, just because sure. I'm six eight. So <laughs> like, I only need three good moves. Is that? <laughs> I just need a rebound, play defense at most. Re- re- rebound, play defense at most. Make it late. If I can't, if I can't make it late, but six eight, I mean, I might just you gonna dunk it. You gonna dunk it at that point? Six eight, you. Play power forward center in, in college. Yeah, man. I'll be like uh, Joe off of, um, off of Last Chance You. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Make references <laughs> to shows I didn't watch. I'm watching next week, yo. It's ridiculous. Oh, um, but no, I think I think Mike made a good point. But I think it goes back to again figuring out what the goal is mm-hmm. and then working backwards. I think a lot of people would be content with high school ball, right? I realized after sophomore year that basketball was just a hobby and wasn't a goal anymore. Yeah. Um. And so. Oh yeah. I, that- I, went, I played the rest of my years, but I didn't. Wasn't I was impressed? Yeah, yeah. I played um, football. I remember that I had that that thought when I was a freshman in college. I really looked around like you know it's rest for me in sports. <laughs> like you know I, just, I have to be straight academics from here on out because I just I just didn't want, I just didn't want to put on that workload. Yeah. I knew I knew football players and and even I went to a D a D two school to start off, but them even at D two, them brothers waking up at five a.m. do them workouts, go go place uh, you know have so practice. Workload. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the student athletes have a lot to do. And like in high school, it's tiring work. sometimes. You know, sometimes your friends hanging out after school can't got practice. You know, oh, yeah, weekends yeah. got a tournament. Yeah. It's like it's like high school. I appreciated it. It, it, it was, was fun. it was fun. Yeah. But I think for me, so I think to answer your question, I think a lot of people you'd be don't have the goal of of college ball. Right? Mm-hmm. They played in high school. It was something to do. It, it got them some friends or whatever the case is. And then when they went to college, they played in the murals or club or whatever. But it was a hobby, right? And it wasn't a lifestyle. So. I don't think it's necessarily an issue. Yeah. I think the issue becomes if their aspiration was that and they weren't able to achieve it. But mm-hmm. I don't. I think that's more of the the smaller percentage. Yeah, I think because like in professional sports, that harsher reality it comes like to fruition way quicker in the sense that like you can't divorce the fact that if you want to make like sports a lifestyle and like make your livelihood off of it, no matter what level you're on. Uh, make those millions or whatever six figures. Uh, you have to be a very highly skilled player at that at that sport. Yeah. There's no way around that. Yeah, and you have to understand the only way you get to that level is more than ten thousand hours. <laughs> like you know, you have to you have to know this. You have to have experience playing that sport. You have to know and like you know you can't just walk into that. Yeah, you, know, you can't just try out into it. You can't just want it enough. You have to put that work in like nonstop to be able to be better than other people. Um, other athletes said, said to have those like seventy, be one of the seventeen hundred people to get that scholarship at a D one school or things of that nature. I think this is uh, things I've heard from people from who like played in the NBA, like personally, um, is that the key difference, even just the talent, it's like the talent level is like that's the niche. The second part is literally just like your endurance and ability. 
because NBA workouts are like no joke. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we've seen, you know, a high school workout, we, you know, five or six hours. I've seen the um, college um, workouts and summer camp. They're, mm-hmm. they're from six to like six to 10, basically mm-hmm. lifting, playing ball all day. NBA is like a, a different niche to that. Like all those individuals are like, for a lack of a better term, like literally, I was about, I'm not going to use this term, but they're literally like souped up athletes. Like as bad as that person can't shoot, as bad as that person, you know, is at finishing at the rim, when they they can go hours on hours. Like I've, I've watched guys who were playing five on five for like 12 hours straight. They're sweating. I don't even know if they're tired. It's like a marathon runner. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And NBA coaches always value those players because you don't know how long a game's going to be. Or how long and you? We want high intensity all the time, especially basketball. So you play until somebody wins. There's exactly. no draws in basketball. Like so, you have highly skilled individuals who can't, who just have no endurance, who can't match up, who can't, you know, work as hard and like you know play defense or play through fatigue. Play through fatigue. And that's that's an important thing. You know, UConn uh, men's and Syracuse men's. Five overtimes. You know, you know how many people were gonna would, would be gassed down, go home, and do that L.A. and they went to five overtimes. Honestly, when you in those, and especially when you're in, the, in those extra overtimes, it's like pretty much a, a, a battle to like who's gonna quit first. Who's, yeah, that's what who's it was. Quit first. And that's what and that's what's tough for UConn because I know there was gas, bro. No, there was gas. There's been overtime games of basketball on like maybe international. I forgot where it was. They were playing like three a.m. because it was like six overtimes. Yeah, like you know, no one's gonna go home until you win or somebody wins. Yeah, there's ain't no ties in basketball. Yeah, yeah, it's just an interesting thing. Um, it's just a way to go about it. Like we, we like I don't think the, the industry of sports is ever gonna go away. It's one of those old human things we've been doing since whatever, mm-hmm. whenever. Um, but in terms of like you know being able to have that, I mean, if we as basketball is our main topic today, I guess you know we're talking about the NBA and how the NBA has expanded ways that you know now they have they're all they're really trying to develop that farm system, you know, and have the G League be able to be that type of space where. Um, students can leave high school, get paid six figures, I think, health insurance, all that, and then be able to like still have that access to the uh, get into the NBA if they get signed to an NBA contract too, um, as well. And so it's just all about being that type of developmental thing. Um, yeah, man, because like you said, socioeconomically, if you put that in context, it's just it's just it's hard. Because even when I was a kid, like. As much as my parents talk about education, it was also, you know, you should learn. I need you to learn how to play football and basketball. Just, like, you know, to have that as a as a pathway to making Yeah, but, I mean, it, it, it's social development, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not just athleticism. Mm-hmm. It's learning how to, you know, deal with challenge, right? It's learning how to yeah. deal with obstacles. It's learning how to be calm under pressure, right? It's, it's all these things that be on I the mean, team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Work with others. So, leadership. Yeah. This is obviously a bigger conversation than we can talk about today, but um, – but yeah, we we touched on some some dope points, and I think again, you know, there's there's ways I think Mike working in education, like there's definitely things that I'm sure he sees and that he hopes to implement, and just in us and, and from a mentorship standpoint, that we hope to have conversations with these youngins and 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 mentor youngins. I call them youngins, goodness, I feel old. But I, the, I call the, them young bloods. These high school students, um, as as they navigate this process, so we'll That's talk nice. about it again. Yeah. Um, I have a mini breaking news. I don't know, Mike saw this. It's not really breaking news. NBA breaking news, Corey. Uh, Lamarcus Aldridge signed to the Nets. Oh, the Nets deep. Yeah. Um, Nets are deep. Boo! No, it's literally boo. I hate. I hate. I hate that NBA. I retweeted a tweet about how Blake Griffin was like staring down the Pistons after he dunked on them or mm-hmm. whatever, and he's like, he's coming off the bench of a super team. <laughs> yeah. Was, and now he's big and bad. Um, um, real interesting. Marcus Aldridge, Blake Griffin, KD, Kyrie, Harden. Sound like a second. Uh, J- J- um, Joe Harris. I hope. I hope. I hope the Nets do not lose in the playoffs before the finals. 
I hope not, Mike. Honestly, if you lose in the first or second round, it's over. It's over. I'm 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 sounding like a hater. I'm rooting against them every round besides the first round. Okay. So if they if they see Philly, I want Philly to win. If they see Giannis and the Bucks, I want the Bucks to win. If they see the Heat, I want the Heat to win. Yeah, I'm a hater. That's okay. I don't know. I don't, I don't like it, bro. I don't like that. I don't like that, bro. I don't like it. I mean, hey, if they win, I'm in Brooklyn with it. <laughs> the parade, no I mean, for home. sure. We're going to celebrate. I don't care. It's lit. What you mean? Oh, nah, you a hater. You can't go. <laughs> they better bar the gates of New York. <laughs> Shut the bridge down. Yeah, It's a strange. I'll, I'll, I'll put up in the Bulls jersey. I don't give a fuck. Marcus Aldridge on the vet minimum? That's disgusting. Bro. That's disgusting, bro. That's I'm saying. I'm not, I, don't hate, I don't hate Brooklyn. Shout out to um Kyrie. I mean, hey, people have the right to ring chase. <laughs> Yo, Steven's funny. They don't got the right to ring chase? Huh? They have the right to ring chase? I don't think people have the right to cry about the team um, and then run to a different franchise, but we could leave that for a different uh, podcast talk. I don't know. Speci- specifically when a team gave you everything you desired. I'm still taking my team because I've never seen a first-year team win the chip in, as long as I've known. Besides, mm. the, besides what, the Celtics? And like a first, like a, like oh, a, yeah, a, yeah, a yeah. year one super team winning a championship? Mm-hmm. I ain't see LeBron do it. <laughs> like, you know, I, I don't yeah. think Besides um, Warriors, they did. But that was, but, but, that was that's, that's, Yeah. That was but OD. that's what this is now, though. But people don't want to talk about it. Is it, is it that OD? It's worse. It's OD. It's OD? Mike, it's, Mike, Mike, it's worse than that team. It's worse than the uh, worse KD than Warriors? Yeah, yeah, Because you have two MVP candidates on the same team. Two yeah. MVPs? And, and, yeah. Yeah. and MVPs. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. candidates. Clay, 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 MVPs. As good as Clay is a shooting guard, Clay never won MVP. Mm-hmm. He's never been all NBA first team. Harden said he's the MVP. He feels like he's the MVP. He's not the MVP. He's what? He's, he's not the MVP. He's not. There's no way anybody on the when you team. when you leave when he left Houston, he he was out he was out of the MVP conversation off that alone. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, I don't think anybody on, on the super team can be MVP. Just you can't. And just because he's balling this hard when the other two aren't playing doesn't mean that you're like he's going to be like you know you're you're the MVP. No. You're on the super team. <laughs> like any day, KD or Kyrie can come back, and then you already stacked the deck, and you like you know the over unders is in your favor, so. I don't, I don't know. When it, this is the, this is the thing I'll say, right? And this only happened one other time in history, and I don't think Harden is this good. But no MVP has ever won MVP when they have another All NBA first person, like All NBA first team player on their team. That's what I'm thinking. That, huh? I don't think I don't know. The last time LeBron won MVP, was he on the Heat? Last yeah, time? but but yeah, people have to remember that Wade was at most an All NBA third team when he won when he's on the Heat because he won his second year on the Heat, and mm-hmm. I think his third year. Um, when he won the two rings, mm-hmm. I think he won MVP both those years. Or I think one of them actually KD got. But like, the, I think even MJ when MJ was winning MVPs, Scottie Pippen was never on NBA first team. He was like second, maybe third, most likely. The only time he got it was in '96, and that was the '72 10 Bulls. And of course, you're gonna give it to MJ, and of course, Scottie Pippen is gonna make All NBA first team because y'all won 72 games. Mm-hmm. But now Harden is on MVP. Jokic has been playing better than him. Um, Dame's been playing better than him. When Embiid was healthy, he's playing better than him. It's it's cute, but the fact he's on um Brooklyn diminishes it. Diminishes it. I don't care what anybody says. I agree because you he wasn't doing this when he was on the Rockets, and you could complain he was mad as upset. It doesn't matter. He wasn't doing it. Point blank. Period. And the Rockets were not winning, and they were not winning games. So I'm I'm gonna factor that in. I don't care if he has 20 more triple doubles here on out. He has a better team. Mm-hmm. Point blank. He's still a fantastic player. Don't get me wrong. And people be like, oh, you're going to punish him for a better team? Yeah, because he, he had a worse team. He could have been on ball like this, but he wanted to go. Fine. Go win and get your ring, but you're not going to get MVP for that. You're not the most valuable player. I am the MVP. You're not the MVP. You're not the MVP. He's third, bro. He's behind Jokic and Dame. I'm not hearing it. Yeah. But we are on tangents today. Woo! Chat, chat, chat. Let me stop. They moving too funny, bro. Like, do something something the MVP on super teams. Like, I don't know. Telling you, dudes, dudes get confident once they got. Like, I don't know, maybe NBA's on super. Is NBA on super team? Yeah, we're gonna have to have some NBA. I don't talk think so. No, days. actually, no one respects Ben Simmons enough to call him a super team. So no, 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 they, they hate your boy. It's okay. They can him all they want. 
Okay. He balling <laughs> off for us. We got the, the best like offense creator in the league. That's why we won games. He can have seven points, but he created like 40 points off his assists. Oh, man. Let's switch gears uh, to table talk. Facts. Keep it quick. Keep it quick and simple. Uh, this week's question is, where do you see yourself a year from now? Outside. Um, <laughs> let me stop. <laughs> Corey's not serious, yo. Um, where do I see myself a year from now? I think, again, uh, hopefully in a relatively similar position. I don't I don't see, you know, too many uh, things happening over the course of the year. I definitely want to complete some projects, um, potentially move to a new space. Uh, but other than that, as far as job, career, I think a lot of my stuff is on more of a, on a longer term scale. So like a three to five year plan type of thing. Um, so there's definitely some projects in the works that I want to finish. Uh, there's definitely uh, some places that might be places to move, given the remote environment and the ability to to move mm-hmm. and just work from anywhere. So, th- so those two things, moving and uh, finishing some projects. But aside from you know personally, obviously continue to grow and develop, but nothing changing too drastically. Um, as I plan more so for for something that's a little bit longer term. Mm-hmm. The same, um, same on the moving part. Um, a year from now, I should be in a, a new academic program. And I should be, uh, you know, furthering that development. Um, I don't know. I want to, at least from a year from now, like have something I, like a like a, a nonprofit or something, something some program that I, I started and I, I I own, I can can I can control and then gives back to my my Black African people in the United States in some way. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what it is. I've been thinking about it very hard for a while, but mm-hmm. um, I got mine lined up. Yeah, <laughs> ready to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to start something. Um, hey, like we, hey Corey, like we always say, bro, ownership and control. That's you know, that's the only thing that matters. Uh, so that's that's what I'm having the works, but a year from now, that's where I should be. Okay. Um, when I think about a year from now, um, in my head, I was laughing. I was like trying to get to this money. I don't know if that's going to be happening a year from now. Uh, but I definitely, you know, change the scenery. I feel like uh, uh, mentally, I feel like I'll be happier. I think I, I want to see myself happier in a year. Not to say I'm like necessarily unhappy. I'm just very too much in a slightly tier below turns content. Like I think I'm like on edge to get things going. I feel like. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be more happier and th- seeing things actually play into the role they're supposed to. That's what I kind of imagined in myself in 10, I said 10 years, in one year. Um, 10 years, golly. Be 10 years, you're about to, 10 years dudes are 34, 35, and now we talk. I got my house and my deck and my grill and my dog. I'm about to say that. Kids. <laughs> 10 years. Got they, they wife and kids and everything by then, hopefully. Get my nice backyard open space. Yeah. What, what, what did Corey say? Uh, 40 acres in his meal? I did, I did not say that. Did you say that? I thought you said that, man. I did not say that. Um, but yeah, so a year from now, you'll see us. Uh, it will be good. Everything will be good, God willing. Yeah, ADC gonna keep going strong. Have to. AD convos will still be blowing can't, up. Can't end up like a Joe Budden podcast. Um, the, you Sorry. heard about that, Corey? What happened? About uh, well, you, um, long story short, the other two co-hosts, Rory and Maul, they had. Uh, they're trying to diminish it, but like a basically like a mini squabble over something. And so they haven't been back on the pod in like a week and some change. So he's been recording with uh, his like person who writes the content and like the podcast, Savon and Ice. I don't know if you know who Ice is. It's some I don't want to say random dude, but he's a in the context of the show, he's a random dude. We've only been watching recently. Um, so yeah, uh, Rory, the white boy, and Maul, uh, Julius Randall's manager, I like to call him casually. 
Um, he had, they haven't been there. So the little Joe Budden hype has been upset on Twitter for like the last week and a half saying, where's where's the pod? Interesting. Very interesting. Yes. I don't think we're going to go out like that. Nah, they, it, 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 look, it look wild right now, bro. <laughs> yeah, if we're going to go out, we're going to go out together. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Listen, yo. I'm about to quote J. Cole line, but let me stop. Let's move on. <laughs> plug a plug. Plug a plug. Plug a plug. What we got? Steven, Steven is not Yo, serious, right, yeah, let, let me stop playing with y'all, yo. This week for Plug a Plug, we got the Fond Home. It's a company slash, you know, business in New York that makes curated collection of home goods. So anything from baskets to flower holders, pots, even like lamp covers. Um, so they have a, a array of different environments. So make sure you check them out. You can find them at The Fond Home on Instagram. Um, and their website is thefondhome.com. Based in New York. Uh, make sure you check them out. Black owned. Word, word. That's what's up. Yes, sir. I'll check them out. All right. What time is it? <laughs> Pass the ox. Who leading this week, man? Who got I, it this week? I'll lead off this week. Mm. You packing heat? Uh, we'll see. Mm. Um, so this song I have this week uh, by this artist that I came across. Somebody sent it to me a couple weeks ago. Uh, Tone Stith. Um, S-T-I-T-H. So Tone Stith. Uh, the song is called F-W-M. Stith, FWM. Uh, make sure y'all go check that out. Uh, before we keep going with the songs, yeah, I'm doing it right now. Make sure you before. follow us on Instagram at AD Convos. Make sure you let us know what y'all think of these songs. Um, the first volume of the playlist is out on Spotify and Apple Music. The second one is coming soon. Real soon. Also, make sure you go leave a comment. I ain't checked this week, so y'all got another week to do it. Um, but even if you're listening on Spotify, make sure you go over to Apple Music, leave a comment. Uh, it definitely helps us grow, and we're trying to do some big things. So we appreciate y'all. And now on to the next person. Wait, what's, what, what, what vibe is your song? Is it like his oh vibe or, or is it like more hip-hop vibe? More hip-hop. Okay, I'm going to go next and I'm going to let you finish it mm-hmm. off. Um, I'm trying to theme things. Don't look at me like that. Um, <laughs> uh, this week, my song, uh, keep, it, keep It Light, uh, Ugly featuring Lil Baby by Russ. 
Corey not serious because the sound is off. Oh, I was like, <laughs> I was like, what look is at this, look at this, look at this. Trying to sab- look at the sabotage. This is crazy. Yeah, I would have had it up for Mike. <laughs> I'm gotta say what's up to you. I'm gotta say hey. No. Now I'm gotta act like I fuck with you. Bitch, I'm already paid. Hey. If you talk shit, then it's up with you. And that's where it's gonna stay. Yeah, cause I ain't gotta act like I fuck with you. Cause I'm already paid. <laughs> cause I got your bitch now in love with me. Now I'm in this bitch now. It's getting ugly. Cause I got your bitch now in By the millions every month My bro just told me that he's good He made a killing off the runs I'm in Atlanta But I'm bringing home Brazilians from the club These women feel like I'm the one I got Sicilian in my blood Plus Big Tim and Hurts Down on my side Got it up Eight figures while staying inside Bought another new car Love the way that it glides Killing y'all Every year's on my mind I don't gotta say what's up to you I don't gotta say hey Now I don't gotta act like I fuck with you Bitch I'm already paid It's way too late If you talk shit Then it's up with you And that's where it's gonna stay yeah, cause I ain't gotta act like I fuck with you Cause I'm already paid <laughs> Cause I got your bitch now in love with me And I'm in this bitch now, it's getting ugly Corey was running from the little baby verse, how crazy? I'm not, I'm not running from nothing, I asked you, you confirmed <laughs> <laughs> Your finger's already on it, so I was like, okay, we good I wasn't nowhere near here But yo, the summer anthem gotta be coming soon too uh, I, I've heard some... some Things Teasers? that might, yeah, 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 but summer anthem got to be coming soon. So, Who, who's it coming from? Is the question. It's coming from Drake. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah, is, is, Lem- be. is Lemon Pepper freestyle the summer? No, nah. Le- Lemon Pepper freestyle is the night drive during the summer. Yeah. The same way Gold Roses was the night drive in 2019. Heard it. That was a good song. That was a good song. Every time I think about it, it's crazy. I think about Kentucky. That's how good the song was. Flashback <laughs> <laughs> um, to finish this off. I uh, picked a, a little bit of an older song. I think it dropped 2017, but still fantastic nonetheless. Um, this song is titled Ill Advised by Boldy James and the Alchemist. Selling drugs. We 
from the real streets of Detroit when niggas play for keeps. Crimson your tide and take you down, can't wash the stain with bleach. My OG Ali changed my life, was with them bottom feeders. Most of us ain't believe in God, so we was robbing preachers. Barry Ricky at Greater Grace, he was a block bleeder. 187 homicide, drugs on concrete. Years later, still fucking bitches. This definitely felt like an Alchemist beat. <laughs> okay, I can hear Griselda on this song, it sounds pretty fire. Yeah, but it's like a little calm song you can like you can uh, drive to and just lay back to. Mm-hmm. No, that was good. Um, that wrap, wraps up the episode. It was a long episode today, low key. Cause y'all was chatting. It was a little bit. It was all chatting. <laughs> nah, but um, episode fifty three after dinner conversations. I'm already did a little plug, so make sure y'all go like, rate, uh, subscribe, review, tell your friends. Um, but we appreciate you uh, so much. The world is slowly opening back up. I'm super excited. But as we said before, please be safe. Um, you know, and and besides from that, you know, we'll see you next week. Yes, sir. Peace. Conversations.